So uh, this morning, um, I, I'm just going to tell you a little story quickly, and then it'll, you'll understand where that links in. About, I think it was about 10 years ago, we went uh, on holidays with Lee and Rob and the children to Austria. Uh, I'm not going to tell a skiing story, don't worry. <laughs> that was uh, terrible. But we went on holidays to Austria. Uh, one of the days, um, we decided to go to like um, an adventure park. And uh, when we were there, there was lots of slides and all different things and playground things for the kids. And there was loads of animals there as well. I don't know if Grace remembers. So uh, when they were there, there was one compound that was all guinea pigs. So the, my kids went, I want a guinea pig. I want a guinea pig. You know, they go, we promise we look after them on us. Uh, you know, children are. You know. So they were on about guinea pigs and guinea pigs. So when we came home, we stood up to the mark, and me and Helen, we got them guinea pigs. Uh, but Lee and Rob's children, uh, Will and Grace, uh, they wanted a donkey because there was donkeys in this park. <laughs> we want a donkey on us. We look after it. I, I don't know if you've stepped up to the mark yet. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Who knows, Grace? You may have your donkey now. But um, this morning, the message God has laid on my heart is, if, I, if you want to title, A Donkey's Tale. T-A-L-E, not T-A-I-L, <laughs> a donkey's tail. And it's taken from Numbers 22, and it's really interesting that donkeys are one of the earliest recorded animals in the Bible. And they mention hundreds of times throughout Scripture. As we know, Mary rode on a donkey, didn't she? Jesus went into Jerusalem on a donkey. And the donkey we, we're going to look at lived around 3,400-ish years ago. Isn't that amazing? You know, God's Word is relevant yesterday, today, and forever, isn't it? God's Word, and it speaks to us today. And you know, many people are donkeys because they're strong, really strong. You've probably seen them. They carry lots of loads, don't they? Uh, they're sure-footed, and they're reliable as well, and they still use today. And the guy who owned this donkey was called Balaam. And Balaam, in his time, he was a famous prophet, not a prophet of Israel, but he was a famous prophet that people used to go to to have prophecies from him. And one day, uh, Balaam uh, was in his house and his donkey was in the stable and everything. And all of a sudden, the donkey could hear a commotion come in. Some, she could hear horses and things come into the house. And animals are quite sensitive. Now, we've, we've got a cat. And if there's any noises, the ears are like radar. They? they can sort of, my, mine can't, but they just can sort of pick up sounds. And I'm sure donkeys, I've seen their ears going uh, everywhere. And she could hear this noise coming towards them. And what it was, there was a group of men who were elders from a, uh, um, a land called Moab. And they'd been sent by their king called Balak to come and uh, to hire Balaam for money to come and prophesy against the children of Israel. Now, the children of Israel at that time had been wandering for 40 years in the, in the wilderness and they were coming closer to the promised land. And they'd settled on the plains near Moab and this king was really, really concerned. 
because there was a large number of these people. And it says this in verse 5 of Numbers 22. And it says that uh, Balak had sent this message through his messengers to say, a people have come out of Egypt, Egypt. They cover the face of the land and have settled next to me. Now come and put a curse on these people because they're too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know whoever you bless is blessed and whoever you curse is cursed. So Balak wanted to hire Balaam to curse the people of Israel. So Balaam said, I'll have to inquire. He said, I like cryer of the Lord of Israel, and I'll find out what the answer is. You'll need to stay with me. So the people, the men stayed with, with Balaam. And amazingly, in the night, God came and spoke to Balaam. And God said this. He said to Balaam, do not go out with them. You must not put a curse on those people because they are blessed. So we give Balaam a direct instruction. Don't go back with those to the king to go and travel with them to, to curse Israel. He said, those people are blessed. So he says, the next morning, Balaam got up and said to Balak's officials, go back to your own country. The Lord has refused to let me go with you. So Balaam obeyed God and he didn't go back with them that night. A few days later, I can imagine, maybe early in the morning, maybe a day like today, um, the donkey's in the stable, and she heard more noise and more horse, horse hooves and noise coming along. And she, again, heard a lot of people and a lot of voices, and they went into the house with Balaam, and it was Balak's officials, they come back. And obviously, Balak didn't like the answer he'd had. So in verse 16, it says this, they came to Balaam and said, this is what Balak, son of Zippor, says, do not let anything keep you from coming to me because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on those people for me. But Balaam answered them and said, even if Balak give me all the silver and gold in his palace, I couldn't do anything great or small to go, on, to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. Now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord will tell me. That night, God came to Balaam and said, Since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but do only what I tell you to do. So the next day, early in the morning, uh, the stable doors were opened. I can imagine the donkey there, the ears picked up, she'd probably been eaten. Uh, and here comes Balaam and some of his his uh, servants, and they put a saddle on the donkey, saddle the donkey up, and there's horses and they're moving out. So Balaam says to his servants, come on, we go in. So he jumps on the back of the donkey, and off they go down the road out, out of his property. So a little way along, they traveled along, and Balaam was uh, riding on the donkey. And all of a sudden, the donkey veers off the road into a field. And Balaam thinks, what's going on here? So he, he had a stick. Come on, back on the road, back on the road. There's no way that donkey would go. She had seen something that he couldn't see. So Balaam got really cross. You stupid donkey. Bang, bang. He was beating this poor animal and trying to force her to back on the road. But she was scared. 
because she could see something he couldn't. She could see the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a sword blocking the way. And Balaam couldn't see it. The angel moved on. And the donkey, after poor dad, she'd been beaten. She goes back and starts wandering down the road again. They start coming to a vineyard. And there were some walls by this vineyard. And as she's traveling down the walls again in Narwa, again, she sees this angel in front of her with a sword. Balaam couldn't see it. So this animal's petrified. And she's thinking... Oh, where can I go? Where can I go? And she obviously knows he's going to hit her if she doesn't go where he wants to uh, take her. So she starts to push against the wall to try and get around maybe the angel, try to, you know, go on the one side. But Balaam goes berserk because his foot is on the side of the donkey. He's being crushed against the wall. So you know what he starts doing as well. He starts shouting and hitting the donkey. Get back, get back. You're hurting my foot. And God's angel moves on. And she starts going back on the road. A little while later, they keep on traveling uh, to go towards Balak's uh, palace or wherever he lived. And on the road, it gets narrower and narrower. So it's really narrow. So you can't do any U-turns or anything. So the donkey's going there. And the angel of the Lord appears in front of them. Again, he's standing there with his sword blocking the way. Now the donkey is terrified. So... Balaam goes berserk because the donkey stops and she goes down on all fours and there's no way because she can't turn around. She's not going to move. And he's beating her with a stick again. And we pick up the story then. It says in verse 28, it said, Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you to make you beat me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey. This is incredible, isn't it? And he said, you've made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I'd kill you too and now. The donkey said to Balaam, am I not your own donkey, which you've always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So Balaam fell on the floor with his face down, fell low with his face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, why have you beaten you a donkey these three times? I've come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me and I turned away from the, and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away, I would have certainly killed you by now and I'd have spared it. So that donkey saved Balaam's life and he didn't even realize it. It was standing there because the donkey could see what Balaam couldn't see. So, you know, I asked the Lord to, to help me to, how could this story speak to me? What, what was going on here? And this is what I believe the Lord has laid on my heart to bring this morning. First of all, Balaam heard from God. He had to listen. God spoke to Balaam. And, you know, today as Christians, we need more than ever to listen to God every single day in our lives, don't we? And, you know, the way God speaks to us primarily is through his word. It says this in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. All scripture, that's all God's word, is God-breathed. It's alive. It speaks to us. It's alive. 
and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that's all who love Jesus, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you know, it's a sad thing I've heard that uh, I read a report a few years ago that Christians, some Christians, rarely read the Bible. How can, how can you listen to God if you don't speak to him and listen to him every day? What sort of relationship is that? You know, it's, it's not good, is it? If uh, we need to listen to God every single day in our lives. And another important way of listening to him is praying. As a communication, isn't it incredible this morning? We can communicate with the, the God of creation through Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. He's made a way for us, isn't he? To be able to pray today. And part of praying, I remember a pastor saying years ago, he spent about 10, 15 minutes of his prayer time before he set off his list of petitions, just opening up his heart and saying, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? Speak to me. Tell me what you want to say to me today. So that's another way we can listen. Another way we can listen is through the Holy Spirit guiding us. And that Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things in John 14, verse 26. And you know, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our lives every single day. And you know, one way of doing that is by worshiping him daily, praising him, honoring him, and saying, Lord, just speak to me in your heart. I've told you this story before, but I remember years ago when uh, we were going to buy a house and I went up to see the legal people uh, to pay what, all our life savings. You know, we, we gathered to end me and Helen to put a deposit down for this house. And I was about to sign the paper. And, you know, it, God, the Holy Spirit, said to me, don't do it. I thought, what? Helen, be, you know, won't be very happy if I don't go, go back and I haven't signed for this house. And he said, don't do it. And I said to the people, I'm sorry about this. They come from London, I think. I said, sorry, I can't sign. They weren't very happy, but I can't sign. I said, I'll let you know. So I went home and told Helen, and I said, look, the Lord's told me not to do it. And she said, okay, accept that. And you know, a couple of days later, a day or so later, that company went bust, and all our money would have gone. You know, and I just thank God for being sensitive to his Holy Spirit. They say, oftentimes my heart is hard to, heart is hard to him, you know, and I'm foolish like that. But you know, I thank God we can listen to him like that as well, isn't it? And another way we can listen to him is corporately as a body, as a church, isn't it? We are together today. You know, you can't be a Christian in isolation. You've got to be part of the body. I know it's been difficult recently, and uh, it's been a blessing. You know, we passed the link for church online, isn't it? Because of the current situation. But you know, we need to come together when we're able to, and, and restrictions allow everything to be part of the body, isn't it? And God speaks to us corporately and gives us a a vision corporately. And we strengthen each other as part of the body, don't we? We help each other as well to serve him, listening to him. And you know, how often have we heard the the gifts of the Holy Spirit in action in in our services and God confirming things that have been in our hearts maybe, isn't it? And he can speak to us when we come together corporately. So that's another way we can listen to him. So Balaam listened to him. So we need to listen to the word of the Lord. Then we need to submit to God's will. What did Jesus say when he was in the garden of Gethsemane? Not my will, but you will. Isn't he amazing? 
God is a God who uh, is, is blesses us. And, you know, often we mess up and do our own thing, don't we? But God is merciful to us. But we need to follow the Lord's example by saying, not my will, your will. And it's interesting. In verse 22, you know, uh, God said to Balaam, go with these people. Go to Balak. Go with these people. And he went with him on the, on the donkey. But it says, really interesting, God was very angry when he went. And I couldn't work that out. Why was God angry with him? He just said to go. Because, you know, I believe uh, that Balaam in his heart thought, oh, I can go now. Maybe I can curse these people now. If I, when I get there, I'll curse these people instead of blessing them. I'll do what Balak wants and he'll give me the money. I'll get my reward. Balaam's heart was on financial reward. It was still all about him. And you know, I believe God was angry. That verse is there. God was angry with him because outwardly he was doing what God wanted, but inwardly he had his own motives. And God sees in our hearts, doesn't he? You know, um, it's a, Jesus said, we can't serve two masters. As Christians, we should be 100% for him. And there's so often things come into our lives that are not as they should be, are they? And they pull our motivation, our wills our own way. It can be financial things, it can be relationships, it can be jobs, it can be all different things, but they are not what God wants for our lives. And we still pursue this route, don't we? And you know, a way to test that is by getting into God's word every day. Is my life being lived? You know, we said earlier in Timothy about it's, uh, God's word helps us direct our lives. Is my life in line with God's word? And that's an easy way to look at our lives. And we to judge ourselves, aren't we? I'm not to judge you. You're not to judge me. We to judge ourselves and bring before the Lord. And you know, it's amazing, isn't it? God is merciful and he forgives us. And it's interesting in this story that even a donkey, a simple animal, could see the supernatural. But Balaam was so fixed on the natural. That's all he thought. I'm going down that road. There's something in this for me. But you know, even the donkey saw the, the era of Balaam's way with that angel standing there. But God is merciful. And it says the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And you know, I believe God will allow sometimes things to come into our lives that we don't like. Circumstances to come our way. Because maybe we've gone too far down our own way. And God's saying, that's not good for you. Come back. And he puts a warning in our way to say, come back. Get back down on your knees. Sometimes... I found in my life we need to be humbled by things, don't we? To say, so, and say, sorry, Lord, I've been following my own path. But come back. And you know, God is merciful. And you know, I believe, you know, as it says there, if he'd have carried on, a disaster would have carried on with Balaam if he pursued that all the way, because the angel was stay, standing there. But you know, God was merciful to him and opened his eyes so he realized. And we need to, sometimes in our lives, say, Lord, open my eyes. Where am I going? Put things right in my life, in my life. And it's interesting that when Balaam saw the angel, he repented. He said this. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I didn't realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, if you're displeased, I'll go back. You can see he's saying, I, I listen to you. Whatever you want to do, I listen now. And sometimes just God has got to shout at us, don't do that. Don't live like that. Don't go that way. And then we need to say, Lord, sorry. 
I'll turn back and do as you, you command. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went back with Balak's officials. So the final thing is listening to God's word, submitting to his will, and that's the best. And then finally obeying. We are to be hearers of the word and doers. So Balaam went, he went to Balak, and he didn't do it. They went above, on to, uh, above the plains of Moab where all the people of Israel were. And three times, instead of cursing them, he blessed them. And Balak was really annoyed, really angry with him. He didn't pay him. Uh, he was really annoyed with him and said, told him to go home. Uh, go home. <laughs> um, so when we obey God, do you know what comes from that? And when we do his will, blessing comes. And that really spoke to me. You know, if I've been chasing things in my life, maybe that's why I'm not seeing my family, friends, uh, the people around me coming to know the Lord, because I've been so focused on my own things in my life. But even this simple story of a donkey here tells me we need to listen to God. Listen to him every single day. Listen to him for the small things and the big things. For the way he wants us to be in our lives. Because it's the best. You know, so often I do what maybe things the world does. Look at the mess the world is in. Isn't it? What a total mess. But you know, when we follow God's ways, his ways are good and true and right for me. And they're the best for us. So we need to listen to him every day in our lives. We need to submit to his will, not our own. That's a hard one, isn't it, if we're honest? Submitting to him. But we need to say, Lord, I want to do this, but I'll follow your will, even if it's difficult. And you know, sometimes we feel frail and weak. But you know what? God will strengthen us to do his work. It's not about us. We need to empty ourselves or our own abilities and say, Lord, I just hand myself over to you. And God will use us. And finally, we need to obey and be doers of the word. And do you know what I believe the result will be? Blessing will come through each of our lives. We bless those around us. We bless our families. Our witness will be true to them. They say, wow, your life is, is like Jesus. You are like Jesus, uh, you know, the way you speak, what you say, the, the way you act. These people will see how we are. And do you know what? They want to say, I want to be like that. How do I become a Christian? And you know, we'll see blessing come on our families, our friends, our communities, and our nation. So, when you see a donkey next, remember Balaam's donkey's tail. To listen to God's word, to obey him, sorry, to submit to him, and obey him in everything we do. And then God will bless us, our church, our family, our friends, our community, and our nation, for his glory. Amen. 